Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hello and welcome to Israel and You. I'm Aaron Free. Israel and You is the radio podcast voice of Israel Team Advocates. Our purpose is to bring Israel and the Jewish people into clear focus. Our work is mainly on Christian college campuses and seminaries where we're witnessing a major disconnect from Israel and a growing anti-Semitism and anti-Judaism. Some Christian leaders are even saying that it's time to disconnect from the Old Testament and the commandments, even the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. But the rudiments of the Christian faith are Jewish. Paul the Apostle said to the Gentiles in the book of Romans, Romans eleven eighteen, do not be arrogant towards the branches, and he's talking about Jewish branches. If you are arrogant, Paul says, remember it is not you who supports the root, but the root that supports you. So somewhere in church history, because of arrogance toward our Jewish fathers of the faith, we broke away from them. But there are glimmers of hope. Many scholars in the Christian academic world are rejecting the notion of replacement theology that proclaims that God has rejected Israel as his chosen people, and now all of the promises and covenants only belong to Gentile Christians. And we interview people on this program, like Dr. Gerald McDermott, who used to be a replacement theologian, but has recently written a book, Israel Matters, where he rejects the old line theology of replacement theology, supersessionism, and is embracing uh, the elder brother, the Jewish people, and the state of Israel. Dr. Susanna Heschel, uh, we interviewed her just a week or so ago, who recently wrote a book, The Aryan Jesus. And in the book, she talks about how German Christians in uh, Nazi Germany proclaimed that Jesus was not even Jewish. He was an Aryan German that was born in Germany and somehow migrated uh, to the Galilee to begin his ministry. She talks about an institute in Germany that was established by evangelical Protestant German theologians and pastors called the Institute for the Eradication of Jewish Influence on the Christian uh, Theology and the Christian Church. And so for the entire time of the Holocaust, this institute, led by evangelicals, was doing its best to eradicate all Jewish thought from Christian theology. They even rewrote parts of the New Testament and rewrote all the hymnals to reject anything that had to do uh, with the Jewishness of Jesus. So you can see and listen to these podcasts on AFR.net, IsraelTeam.org. They're all, they're all archived there, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you can hear these, these wonderful theologians that are coming out today and saying, you know, God is doing something new and unique in rebuilding relationship between uh, the Christian community and the Jewish community in our day. And today in this program, uh, you're going to hear about one of God's miracles where there's been a wonderful breaking down of the walls that have separated Christians and Jews for 2,000 years. And it's my honor and privilege uh, to have on Israel and you today, Rabbi Scott Kramer, 
from Agudath Israel Etz Ahim Synagogue in Montgomery and Pastor Al Jackson, pastor of Lakeview Baptist Church in Auburn, Alabama. And uh, Pastor Pastor Al and Rabbi Scott Kramer, they met at our Israel Team event about six months ago, a night to honor the Jewish people that Pastor Al hosted at Lakeview Baptist in Auburn. Coach Bruce Pearl was the speaker. And these two gentlemen met And over the last six months, they've shared uh, fellowship together. They've broken bread together. They've gotten to know one another and just build relationship. So today, it's my distinct honor and privilege to have on the program Rabbi Scott Kramer and Pastor Al Jackson. And so we're going to start with with Rabbi Kramer. And Rabbi, can you just kind of tell us from your perspective, you know, this journey that you've been on with now just like a brother of yours, uh, Pastor Jackson. Can you tell us the story? Sure. Uh, Aaron, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Pleasure to be here with uh, with my friend, Pastor Al. Um, I, you know, the journey didn't really start six months ago when you invited me <clears throat> to become part of this event in Auburn. Uh, it started a, a, a even further back uh, after the tragedy in Pittsburgh, uh, the shooting at the Tree of Life synagogue. Um, the outpouring of support that uh, the Jewish community in Montgomery, really Jewish communities all over the country, received in solidarity with, the, with our Christian and Muslim neighbors was so heartening um and i've spent the better part of three years trying to um uh trying to reach out to uh my fellow christian and muslim clergy to get them to to get to know them better so it was really a, a natural uh progression aaron when you invited me to the event at uh, Lakeview in Auburn, I guess it was six months ago. Um, I was a little reticent. I had never spoken in a a Southern Baptist church before. I had met a couple Southern Baptist ministers uh, before, not really deep conversations. Um, Rabbi Steve Silberman, one of my colleagues in Mobile, was also asked to speak at a similar event that you organized in Mobile. And Rabbi Steve and I talked about this and we were both a little nervous. We didn't know what to expect, but we both said yes, because we desired to have those communications that have at this point escaped us our whole lives. So. So I went, I was um, very nervous, didn't know how I would be received at Lakeview. Um, I wound up not going from a script, but I spoke from my heart. And the experience was, was interesting, but apparently the experience was even more interesting. And Re- Reverend Al can talk to you from his perspective. But when I saw tears come out of his eyes after I spoke, I really thought, oh, I've made a connection here. And I'm going to 
I'm going to really look and see what this is really about and how far we can take this. Um, uh, Pastor Al and I have had uh, uh, two lunches or three lunches and two breakfasts. I can't even remember how much. We've had deep conversations in between. We don't agree religiously on much, but it's it's okay because friends don't always have to agree. People that care for each other don't always have to agree. But we each speak from our heart, and we've developed this bond that astounds uh, both of us. <laughs> and, um, and here we are doing another event here in Montgomery at Frazier on Thursday night. And Al and I are just, we're just happy to be able to be with each other uh, and to speak um, and to see where the bonds of our two faiths can intersect. That's wonderful, Rabbi. And, and I, I appreciate you, you know, coming to the, the event six months ago. And it was, a, it was a bridge that, you know, you crossed. And it was a bridge that Rabbi Silverman crossed. And, you know, I think from both sides, there was a, a warm welcome. And um, I'm just happy that there's this relationship that's forming. I, th- I think it's one of God's, God's miracles in this day. And so, uh, Pastor Al from, from Lakeview, uh, why don't you jump in and kind of tell your story, your perspective on, on this uh, relationship. Thank you, Aaron. I'm delighted to have an opportunity to share uh, our story. Uh, like Scott, I uh, am surprised that how quickly we formed a bond. Uh, when when Scott spoke at our event at Lakeview back in April, uh, he said something that really touched my heart. He said, when I walked in this room in our worship center, he said, I sensed the presence of the Lord. And as he said a moment ago, he spoke from his heart that, that night, and it, it, it just really moved me. And after our uh, evening uh, was over, he and I were chatting, and I, I said to him, I would really like to get to know you uh would you be amenable to me coming to Montgomery and uh, buying you lunch? And he said, of course I would. So we uh, we met for lunch in Montgomery, and then we've been a couple, three times in Auburn and a couple, three times in Montgomery for a meal, including just yesterday for breakfast. And, uh, you know, from, from the very first time we sat down together uh, for lunch back in May, uh, I felt like uh, when we were when we were finished with lunch, I felt like I'd known Scott my entire life. Wow! And I, I certainly didn't expect that. I don't know what it was, but there was an openness and a trust level, and we shared our life stories with each other. Uh, uh, and uh, it, it's not that that I haven't known Jewish people. I have. I grew up in a small town. Uh, uh, the man who was mayor before my father was mayor was Jewish, and they were friends, and there were several Jewish families in my hometown of Florella, Alabama at that time, back in the 50s and 60s, and and we went to school together and played together and after school and went to each other's birthday parties, and uh, 
Well, we didn't go to church together because they went to the synagogue in Montgomery. Uh, There's no synagogue in Florala. So if I know my heart, I don't think I've ever been anti-Jewish. Uh, I've appreciated uh, um, the contribution that uh, the Jewish people have made to the world in so many ways. Uh, one of the great experiences of my life was to go to Israel about a decade ago. One of my few regrets in life is I waited 30 years too long to make the trip to Israel. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when we got up from lunch, I felt like I'd known Scott my entire life, and I reached out my hand to, to shake his hand as we were departing, and he said, can I hug you? And I said, of course, <laughs> which was, I mean, how rare is that? Uh, wow. For anybody, you're just going to know, much less somebody right. who has a different faith and a different ethnicity. Uh, I see it as a God thing. And then so every time we've met, it's just been incredible. And our conversations have, have not been superficial either. Uh, Scott will, will, will admit, as I'm about to say, that uh, I mean we've plunged in off the deep end uh, from the get-go. And... Uh, our our doctrinal differences are distinctive, but this is an ecumenism uh, not of the lowest common denominator. But I've not compromised in any any uh, way at all my strong Christian convictions, and nor has Scott his strong Jewish convictions. We don't have to compromise our convictions to be friends and care for each other. And of course, when I had COVID, he was praying for me. When he had COVID, I was praying for him. Um. Yeah, we're, we're, we've shared meals and we've shared COVID, and and uh, we, one of the amazing things is we were when we were breaking red yesterday, we got to talking about, I guess you'd call it, the inner workings of of the congregation. I think we can use that word uh, for both uh, synagogues and for churches, congregation, and uh, so many of the things, the issues that uh, he faces as a rabbi. Uh, or the same kind of issues that I face as a pastor uh, from an administrative perspective. And, and uh, they do it differently than we do it. And but it's just fascinating to have the conversation, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, that is, that's an amazing, amazing development. And I, I pray that we, you know, can see this just spreading, you know, the bond that you guys have that this could happen in every every city in America where the Jewish community the Christian community they break down walls they share fellowship uh, yes we have distinctives and we we don't compromise our distinctives but can we relate as brothers and sisters you know we, we both come from the same root system the roots of Christianity are Jewish and can we can we relate to one another so on the other side we're can Continue this wonderful conversation with Rabbi Scott and Pastor Al. See you on the other side. I'm Bruce Pearl, head men's basketball coach of the Auburn Tigers, and I'm very pleased to join my friend Aaron Free in the fight against anti-Semitism. You know, as a as a, as a college basketball coach, I'm, I'm really more of a teacher. I love working with young people on the different campuses that I've had the the opportunity to uh, to work at. It's all about the information that we get. It's all about our exposure. Uh, it's all about where we, how we grew up. You know, I've learned that when we, as a, a, a when you as an individual, are, we as a team are successful, you as an individual benefit far more 
then if you as an individual are successful but the team fails, it's all about the team. It's all about putting things together. It's all about getting along. It's all about tolerating each other's differences. In fact, respecting each other's differences. And uh, it just saddens me to see people of different colors, of different religions, be so uncomfortable and so afraid. God is the father of all nations. I am blessed to feel a connection and a brotherhood with my, with, my, with my Christian friends. We have the same God, and we have so much more in common than we do apart. And yet, our differences are always highlighted. When you see something is wrong, say something. Learn to love, not to hate. Together, we can make this world so much a better place. And I'm very pleased to join Israel team. We work on Christian college campuses and church youth and college groups to make a difference for Israel and the church as well. I'm asking you today to help us in this noble cause. We can change the current trend of anti-Israelism, one church and one college campus at a time. You can go to our website at israelteam.org to donate today and stand with us today. Go to israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. It's my distinct honor to have on the program today Rabbi Scott Kramer from Agudath Israel Etz Ahim Synagogue in Montgomery, Alabama, and Pastor Al Jackson, pastor of Lakeview Baptist Church in Auburn, Alabama. And we're talking about how these two wonderful gentlemen have, over the last six months, broken down the walls that have separated the Christian and Jewish community for millennia, and they built, they built a relationship. Though they're different theologically, they built a warm bond of friendship. So, Rabbi, can you explain uh, your thoughts on you know, why it's important that when we get to know each other, it kind of removes the fear of you know, another culture, another uh, theology? Can you explain that to us? Sure. Um, again, um, it's all began in the aftermath of the shooting at Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh a few years back, um, which shook not only our community, but literally every religious community in the United States to their core. The outpouring of support um from not just the Christian, but the Muslim community here in Montgomery was astounding. And I began to develop uh, relationships with my Christian and Muslim clergy, black and white. Um, But as I'm always one to do, I wanted to search for a story within Tanakh, within the Jewish Bible, that helps me understand what it is that I, what is my goal in this? And, and you said it, you said it very distinctly to remove barriers. But to me, it's, it's more than that. There's so much hate in our society from every walk of life, especially today in uh, light of the pandemic. Uh, um, there's so people have just gone to their sides. And so I've I've come up with a mantra, which I'll explain to you after I looked at a story in Numbers 22. 
And this helped me um, really understand what my goal is and what I want to do. And this is exemplified by my relationship with, uh, with Pastor Al. Um, so in, in Numbers, there's a story of uh, Bilam. He's a non-Jewish prophet. Uh, and King Balak, who in front of him has these this Israelite horde, 603,500 armed men at his doorstep. And he doesn't have enough soldiers to defend himself. So he is going to use a different way. He wants to find a someone that could curse the Israelites. And he, so he found this non-Jewish prophet, Bilam. And he hires Bilam. I'm going to tell you the short version of the story. Um, and Bilam is unable to curse the Israelites because he can only say what God tells him to say. So Balak does one thing. He says, okay, come, I'm going to take you to a, 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 a hill and I want you to see all of the Israelites in this valley. When you see them, you should be able to curse them. And Bilam goes up there. He sees all the Israelites and he blesses them instead. Balak is a little upset. He says, well, maybe if you only see half of them. So he takes them to another place. He only sees half of them. And again, the curse turns into a blessing. Balak takes them to a third place. He only sees a sliver of the Israelites. And again, the curse turns into a blessing. So finally, Balak realizes, oh, I know what the deal is. He can't see any of them because he realizes it's really easy to hate someone you don't know, you don't perceive, you can't see. But for a fourth time, the curse turns into a blessing. And then finally, the lesson out of all this is once you've seen someone, once you perceive them, once you know them, it's impossible to hate them. Wow. That is what informs me uh, in my worldview. It's hard to hate someone you know. So I am going to make it my, my life's mission to get to know as many people as I can that are different than me. And how much different would it, is it that a, that a rabbi becomes friends with a Southern, for the Southern Baptist minister. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. But yet, it, I think it's working. Uh, I think um, um, uh, I walked through Pastor Al's church yesterday. I got to meet uh, his staff, uh, his replacement uh, pastor, uh, some of the other clergy. And I saw connection everywhere I went and curiosity. So that that's my mantra. It's hard to hate someone you know. So let's get to know each other. That's beautiful. And I might add that Pastor Al, after 42 years, is retiring. So that's why there's a replacement pastor in the wings there waiting. So Pastor Al, you've got the final word. What's, what's your perspective? My perspective comes out of uh, the word of the Lord to Abram when he called Abram. 
and said to Abram, I'll make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. And, of course, the Jewish people have been a blessing to the world in extraordinary ways. Anyone who knows anything at all about Jewish history would know that. Uh, The Lord went on to say, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I want to experience the blessing of God, not the cursing of God. And uh, you know, if I just if just for selfish reasons, and it's not just for selfish reasons, because I have great appreciation for Rabbi Scott and our friendship. But God says, "I'll I will bless uh, those who bless you," and uh, I want to bless Scott and the Jewish people. Because I want the blessing of God on my life as well. And um, it always pays to obey God. And Abraham, of course, is, is, is a great example of obedience to God and faith in God when he offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. Uh, of course, we know how that turned out. God intervened, but... Uh, when we order our lives according to the scriptures, we receive the the grace and blessing of God uh, on our lives. And I want to live that way. I want to experience the fullness of God's grace and peace. And I can't do that if I isolate myself from from the Jewish people. Yeah, it's so interesting. <clears throat> Someone once said that the church becomes anemic when it disconnects itself from the rudiments of its faith. And Pastor L, I just appreciate you, as I do Rabbi Scott, that you know, you, you're, you're building a bridge to one another. And there's an honor that I know in my conversations with you, Pastor Al, there's an honor and respect uh, towards the Jewish people, towards uh, Rabbi Scott, and there's an honor and respect that uh, Rabbi Scott has for you. And I think that's where it begins. It's just, you know, when we have bonds and, and love for one another, we have, to, we have to start with a respect for our differences and a respect for, you know, one another. And it's interesting that scripture you quoted from, from uh, Genesis 12, 3 in, in God's word to Abraham. God uses two words for curse. I will I'll bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And so the first word for curse is the Hebrew word, which means fruitless and uh, wither. And the second Hebrew word he uses is the word for contempt and to think less of or to minimize. So what God is saying uh, to, the, to the Gentile world is that I will, I will bless the nations that bless Israel, uh, but I will curse, I will cause to wither and to become fruitless those that show contempt towards the Jewish people. And so uh, that's where we're at today is the, the body of Christ. It's, it's our moment to bless and to stand with our Jewish friends, especially in this time of growing anti-Semitism within our, our own shores and uh, it's our time to stand and be in solidarity with our Jewish friends and to help protect them as best as we can as the onslaught of Jewish hatred 
coming from all sectors of society, it seems, against them. Uh, so we stand with them to the end. So this is Israel and you, and I thank you, Rabbi Scott and Pastor Al, for being with me on the program today. And we'll see you all on the other side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.